Today's episode starts with a little bit of a warning because today you're going to hear a little bit of ranting from me. As we start this new year, I'm seeing some great work out there from some of you taking action, doing great things in your business, putting your prices up, charging your worth, and a myriad of other amazing things. However, I'm also seeing some things that make me cringe. So today's episode is going to be all about the things that I want you to stop doing in your wedding business right now. I'm Becca Poutney, wedding business marketing expert, speaker, and blogger, and you're listening to the Wedding Pros Who Are Ready to Grow podcast. I'm here to share with you actionable tips, strategies, and real-life examples to help you take your wedding business to the next level. If you are an ambitious wedding business owner that wants to take your passion and use it to build a profitable, sustainable business doing what you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get going with today's episode. Before we get going with today's episode, I want to let you know about something brand new that I've created called the Wedding Pro Agency. I don't know about you, but life as a solo business owner can be so busy and you just don't have the time to do all of the things. Well, I'm a big fan of outsourcing the tasks that you don't necessarily need to do yourself. And that is why I created the Wedding Pro Agency. With the Wedding Pro Agency, you can hand off some of your tasks to my team and we will do it for you for a really affordable rate. From managing your social media posts through to your Pinterest management and even one-off tasks like creating you a mailing list or creating you a lead magnet or something like that that you can use for a wedding fair or exhibition. If there's something you need a little bit of extra help with in your wedding business, reach out to me and let me know. You can find us at weddingproagency.co.uk or just reach out directly to me at Becca Poutney on Instagram. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you five things I want you to stop doing in your wedding business right now. But I also want to make clear that there's absolutely no judgment here coming from me. If you've been doing some of these things and you're listening to this thinking, oh no, that's me, don't panic. It's okay because you can stop doing them and you can change the things you're doing. There's no point looking back on things you've been doing and regretting it. We're all about looking forward to the future. So if you hear yourself in some of these things I'm about to share, don't sit in a feeling of, oh, no, that's me. Instead, think, right, okay, this is my message that I need to change and I need to do something differently in my wedding business. Okay, let's get on then with the first thing. Number one is discounting. I have been seeing that everywhere this month, huge discounts on your wedding business services. Please stop doing this. I'm going to give you the reason why. First of all, you are worth what you charge. If you are not worth what you charge, then you need to look at your pricing. But if you are confident in what you charge, you're confident in your ability, you're confident in the product that you have, you do not need to discount in order to get booking. It's really important that you learn to promote yourself in a way that's not taking money off what you deserve to be paid. You may have heard in a previous episode, one of the things I love to talk about is Disney World. Why? Because Disney World never discount. They cost what they cost. They're incredible. They offer incredible customer service and people pay it. So you don't need to discount to get your customers. If you want to do some kind of offer, that's fine, but do an added value offer. Add an additional part of your service in if someone books within a certain time frame. But what you don't want to be doing is taking money off. Why? Because you only have a certain amount of dates throughout the year. And therefore, if you're starting to work for a lot less, you're going to resent that and it's not going to be good for your marketing. The other thing is that actually it can wreak desperation. If you're 
putting loads of massive discounts. So I've seen some posts out there recently where it's like £500 off my wedding photography, £1,000 discount. It makes it look like you can't get work, which therefore makes it look like you're not very good at what you do. And that is not true. You're amazing at what you do. So stop offering these massive discounts in a desperate way to try and bring in money to your business. It's not going to work. It's going to do you more damage in the long term. Instead, be confident in what you're charging. Yes, get out there and market yourself. And if you do want to put some kind of specific offer together, maybe for a wedding fair or for social media, then do an added value offer where you give additional services for the same price rather than taking money off. Okay, the second thing I want you to stop doing right now is these follow for follow threads on social media. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about being in these wedding industry groups or places online where someone suggests, let's do a follow thread to help each other out with our engagement on social media. So often what happens is someone will say, post your Instagram link and then everyone go and follow each other and then comment on each other's posts. You also sometimes hear them called follow loops where you get a group of four or five people who all within the wedding industry say that they're going to follow each other. Then they're going to comment on each other's posts. When the post first comes out, maybe they've got a WhatsApp group to talk about doing this. And the idea behind it is that you get increased engagement on your account, more people commenting, etc. However, This does not work from a marketing perspective. And let me explain why. First of all, when you post on these massive follow for follow threads, do you think people are actually going ahead and doing it? Or are they just putting their Instagram on the bottom of the thread? It's kind of pointless. And to be honest, it just doesn't work. The second reason is because these follow loops do not work in the wedding industry. Here is why. When it comes to the Instagram algorithm, Instagram wants to show your content to more of the people that already like your content. Okay, so they're going to push it into news feeds or they're going to show it to people who they think, based on their algorithm, likes your content. Now, if your content and your followers are all other people in the wedding industry, if the only people ever engaging on your post because of these follow threads are other people in the wedding industry, guess what? Instagram thinks this account must be for people in the wedding industry. And you end up in the algorithm just being shown to more and more and more people who do the same things as you do. Now, It's great for networking, but for most of us, what we want to be doing on our social media is making an impact and making sales. So therefore, we don't want the algorithm to think we're just there for other people in the wedding industry. We want the algorithm to know that we're there for couples. So the content that we should be putting out onto our Facebook, on our Instagram, on our social pages should be resonating with people who are planning their wedding, people who are looking to get married. So instead of getting yourself involved in these lengthy follow for follow threads where you're all commenting on each other's posts. Instead, use that time, use that energy to create unique original content for couples. Go create some Instagram reels, go create some tips posts, go create some inspirational posts, go tag some other suppliers and collaborate on a post so that more and more of your couples can see your work. Do not spend time commenting on other suppliers' posts constantly just to try and get your engagement up. Yes, maybe your engagement will go up slightly, but if it's to the wrong people, it's a point statistic. So if you have been involved in one of these follow loops or you see these follow threads in groups, just ignore them, scroll on past and remember they don't work for the wedding industry. Number three then of my list of things you should stop doing is working for free. Now this probably applies to you more if you're just starting out in the wedding business, if you're thinking of starting a wedding business or if you're just about to leave full-time employment or something like that to grow your wedding business and you're not paying yourself 
or you're working for free. So I'm going to cut this into two categories. Now, the first one is working for free. This was sparked off because of a wedding industry group that I'm in. I saw someone this week post that they are going to offer five wedding videos for free to five couples because they're just starting out. Now, as someone who used to be a wedding videographer myself, I know that that is a huge amount of value that they are giving away completely free. Not only do they need to turn up on the wedding day and work the hours, but they also are going to spend hours and hours and hours editing. There's going to be costs to them for music and that kind of thing. And it's not only working for free, it's actually going to cost them money. And it also, again, reeks of desperation. It's not great marketing and it just looks kind of strange and it doesn't do any favors to the rest of the industry. So why are they doing that? Now, I imagine the person who was posting that is doing it for a couple of reasons. One, because they're just starting out and they want to get a bit of a portfolio going. Number two, maybe they're lacking in confidence and they don't want to charge a lot of money because they're worried that they're not going to be good enough. Okay, I understand the reasons behind it. However, that doesn't mean it's a good thing to do. Now, if you are just starting out, I understand you might want to get a bit of a portfolio behind you. Well, why not offer to do a friend's wedding or someone you know's wedding for free? Therefore, you're not putting it in the public domain. No one needs to know that you did it for free if that's what you want to do. Or you could do it for a token cost. Ask them to at least cover the costs to you, even if they're not paying your full rate. Secondly, you should get experience. If you are starting a business doing something, you should know how to do it. Now, if you've worked in the industry before, then you probably do have enough experience and it's just imposter syndrome saying that you shouldn't be charging for it. However, if you really are brand new to it, then you probably need to get some experience before starting to work with couples, even if they're not paying you. Even if they're getting that service for free, they're going to expect that it's going to be good and they are going to be unhappy with you even if you're giving it away for free if it's rubbish because why it's the best day of their life and if you mess it up well I know you haven't charged them for it but they're still going to be annoyed with you and it's not going to do your marketing or your ongoing referrals any favors so instead go get some experience go work on some styled shoots go second shoot for someone if you're a photographer go an apprentice work with a florist work with a cake maker work with someone already in the industry as an assistant and get some experience therefore you're building up a bit of a portfolio you're building up your experience without having to go out there and work for free please don't go out there and post these things in a group. It's not doing your self-worth any good. It's going to mean you're working really hard. Often people who aren't willing to pay for the service can be really difficult and hard to work with. So it's going to be mentally exhausting. And like I said, they're still going to expect a good job, even if they haven't paid for it. And if you don't do a good job, they're going to complain. You might get a bad review. It's not going to help you get work referred on in the future. So instead, take a different approach. Keep it quiet. Do it behind the scenes. Don't post it out there on social media for everybody to see and get some experience working with someone else. Most of the time though, it's actually down to imposter syndrome. You feel like you're not good enough to charge your worth, but you probably are. If you've had the confidence to set up a business, start a website, get some help, listen to this podcast, I promise you, you're probably better equipped than you think you are. So make sure you're charging your worth, be confident and get out there and get your first customer. You don't need to give your work away for free. 
Now, the second mistake I'm seeing people making in terms of working for free isn't that they're not charging their customers. They are charging their customers properly. It's actually that they're never taking any money for themselves. Now, this may be you. You may be working incredibly hard in your business. You may be taking orders, working, fulfilling orders, and never seeing anything at the end of it. And this is really sad. Why? Because you're putting in so much hard work and you're not actually getting paid anything. Therefore, it's really a hobby and not a business. And you could earn more by working in Tesco's which isn't really where we want to be. When we start our business, we want to be successful and we want to be earning money. If this is you and this is resonating, then I want you to start looking at what you can do differently. You need to look at your finances. You need to make a plan. You need to look at your sales plan. You need to look at your finance plan. You need to look at your pricing. Are you charging enough to cover your costs and to pay yourself? And I want you to start paying yourself something every month even if it's really small, even if you set it as £50 a month, direct debit from your business account into your personal account, pay yourself something. Otherwise, you never will. There's always money to be spent and you just get out of the habit of ever paying yourself or you'll just take random amounts of money out of your account. It's much better to pay yourself little and often and then to build that over time as the business gets more successful rather than to never pay yourself. If you are not paying yourself any money and you don't even think there's £50 in the business to pay yourself, then you need to go back to your plan. You need to go back to your spreadsheet. You need to reach out to me and you need to work out what is happening. Is it that your marketing needs improving? Is it your branding needs improving? Is it your prices need to raise? What is the problem that's meaning you're not bringing in enough money to pay yourself? Because it's not sustainable to keep running a business and never earning any money. And ultimately, you're worth it. You deserve it. You're putting in the hard work. You should have something to show for it. Let's move on then to the fourth thing on my list of things you need to stop doing in your wedding business right now. And that is being unreliable. Have you ever signed up to go and take part in a wedding industry event? Perhaps you've signed up to one of my networking events. Perhaps you've signed up to another wedding industry event and then just not shown up at the last minute. Perhaps you've said that you're going to do something for someone and then you just don't do it because you decide you can't be bothered or you don't have time. Has anyone ever asked you for a quote on something and then you just leave it so long that by the time you get back to them, they found someone else? Have you been booked for an event and then turned up really late because of a reason that was probably your fault or made a mistake so that something's been double booked? Have you ever done one of these things? Now, we're all human, so we're all going to make mistakes from time to time. But there are examples that I see of this where people are unreliable time and time again. Now, you may not think that that matters. Maybe you've made a good excuse. Maybe you've worked something out. Maybe something better came up. However, people are looking at you and what you do and they are making a judgment on you based on what they see. So for example, when I run a networking event and I have a list of who's supposed to be there, I tick people off when they arrive. And often if someone calls me or messages me and says, I'm really sorry, I've got stuck at work or I'm not very well or I'm running late, that's absolutely fine. I'll cross them out. These things happen. But then there'll always be a few people left on that list who haven't turned up and haven't even told me that they're not going to come. They haven't reached out. And to me, then I'm thinking these people are pretty unreliable. They've said they're going to come to something and they haven't. How do I know that they're going to be reliable if I recommended them for some work at a wedding? So if that is you, if you sign up for something wedding industry related, maybe to go and be at a wedding fair, maybe it's to come to a networking event, maybe it's to go and meet with someone and then something comes up, that's okay. But make sure you contact them and let them know so they know you're not unreliable. 
if you've been booked to do something, make sure you get there early, get there on time, leave additional time. Think of it like when you're trying to go and get a flight, you leave additional time in case there's a problem on the public transport or maybe there's a problem on the roads. You make sure you're there because otherwise you're going to miss that flight. You need to have the same attitude when it comes to these opportunities for your business because if you're constantly late or you turn up late, it doesn't look very professional. And although it's just a meeting, not the wedding day, people start to put two and two together and think, well, if they're not reliable for this meeting, how can I know they'll be reliable for my couple? It's really important that you don't get a reputation of being unreliable. Be honest, be open, and make sure you're appearing as good as you would for a couple, even when you're talking to someone else in the wedding industry, perhaps someone who's organizing an event, perhaps a wedding planner, perhaps a venue coordinator, because they are watching you. I used to work in television and one of the things I did when I worked on Deal or No Deal was to help at auditions. So we'd audition new contestants. There'd be researchers that would do the actual interviewing on camera and then I would be around welcoming people, signing them in, chatting to them, making sure they got to their room on time. Now, what those potential contestants didn't know was that I wasn't just there as an admin person taking them in and chatting to them. I was actually part of the team deciding on who got the parts. Now, for some of those contestants or potential contestants, they thought that the audition was all about being in the room in front of the camera and they'd put on a good show. But if they were rude to me or they were unreliable to me or they didn't talk to me in a very nice way, guess what? They got a black mark against their name because they thought that I was just the admin person and they thought they could be rude to me. And that's when their true colors came out. And if they were rude to me or I didn't like how they were outside, that held just as much weight as how they were on camera. So it's an important lesson to remember you don't know who's making decisions. You don't know who's watching what you're doing and you don't know what opportunities you might be missing out on because you've been unreliable in the past. So yes, things happen. Things come up. Sometimes we get sick. Sometimes things clash in the diary. We all make mistakes. We're all human. But it's how you deal with that to show that you're not unreliable. That's important. And make sure you're leaving extra time so you're not late to any of those appointments. Okay, that brings me on to the fifth and final thing that you shouldn't be doing when it comes to your wedding business and you need to stop right now. And that is buying into really cheap content hacks. Now, again, I've seen this in all sorts of places recently. So if you're thinking, oh, they're talking about me, it's not personal. I've seen it all over the place and it's really tempting. Now, what I'm talking about content pack is where there's already pre-made social media posts, pre-written blog posts, pre-written emails, things that are done for you as a template. And you, for a very low cost, can buy them and then use them in your business. And that is very tempting because we're all short of time and anything that's done for us is a good thing. And so we want to spend that money and get it. Now, here's why I think you should be careful or stop doing this. First of all, if you are buying these things and then just putting them out there as they are or with very small changes, then your content is going to look like everyone else's content who's bought the same packs. It's not going to be original. So you're still going to have to put the time and effort into making it more original, changing the colors, changing the images, changing the fonts. Well, at that point, you might as well just have made the content yourself and saved yourself some money. Now, when it comes to content prompts, these can be helpful. So, you know, lists of questions, lists of ideas of things that you could put out there, they're useful. In fact, I've got one myself. I'll link to it in the show notes. But where someone has made the content for you as a generic template, well, it's probably not the best idea because very quickly you can see that other people have the same content as you. And if you're all putting it out on the same day at the same time, well, it's not going to take 
someone who's doing some research very long to realize it's not unique content. It's just the same as everybody else's. When it comes to blog posts, it's an even bigger danger. So if you buy a made-for-you written blog post and it's a template, as in more than one person has got the same blog post, this can be a massive problem. When it comes to blogging and writing on your website, Google is very hot on plagiarism. So if you write a piece of content and then someone else has an identical piece of content, Google will think that one of you has plagiarized the other and you will be penalized for it. Whenever you write something online, you need to make sure it's unique and original to you. So if you are going to buy a template blog post, again, you're going to have to do so much changing to it to make sure it's original that you might as well have just sat down and written something original in the first place rather than just regurgitating the same thing that everybody else is posting. Now, I understand that it saves you time and there are ways to save time on your content marketing. Like I said, you use a prompt to get you ideas of what to post, pay someone to outsource your content to who's going to create you original content rather than just the same content as everyone else, or pay someone to write your blog posts or get training to help you do it faster. But just be really careful when it comes to these packs of pre-made content that you don't just buy it because it's cheap and easy and it seems like it's going to save you time because again, it could do you more damage than good in the long term. If you're putting out the same content as everyone else, you don't want to get that plagiarism mark from Google because that's really going to harm your SEO. And you don't want to look like a copy of everybody else who's doing the same thing as you on the same day. If you can stand out, be unique, be yourself, put your content out. I'd rather you put out original content a couple of times a week than pre-made, copied content the same as everyone else's five days a week. It's no good to just have this same regurgitated stuff. It's much better to have fresh, unique content, to be yourself, to be helpful to your couples, rather than to spend a tiny bit of money, save time, and actually potentially do yourself more harm. Now, there are ways you can use these to your advantage. So don't think that they're not useful at all, but you will have to put in the time and effort to edit them to maybe change the date order so you're not doing the same as everyone else. And like I said, by the time you've done all of that, you're probably better off just making the original content yourself. Okay, before we finish, I'm going to recap those five things that I think you need to stop doing in your wedding business right now. Number one, those big discounts. You are worth what you're charging. You don't need to discount. It just makes you look desperate. Secondly, those follow for follow threads or follow loops. You don't need to do those either. They're not helpful. Instead, create content that's going to reach couples. Thirdly, working for free because you're not feeling confident. You don't need to give your services away for free and you need to make sure you're paying yourself. Number four, being unreliable, being late, not showing up, not doing what you said you would do, all look bad and you don't know who's watching and what that could be losing you out on in the future. And finally, buying into those really cheap content packs where things are done for you. Just be really careful about this. I don't want you to get a bad mark with plagiarism. I don't want you to look the same as everyone else's content. So if you are going to purchase something like this, then make sure you're putting the work into changing it enough to make it look unique and original. Now, I realize some of these things may be seen as a little bit controversial, and these are all my own opinions. If you've got a different idea, if you've got a different alternative opinion, I'd love to hear it. Don't be mean, be nice, but feel free to reach out on DMs and let me know if you have had success in any of these areas that I'm saying you shouldn't be doing. But on the whole, most of what I've said, I'm pretty sure is going to do you more damage than good. So it's probably time to stop doing it. Stop trying to cut corners, stop lacking in confidence, go out there, be unapologetically you, and I look forward to seeing you next week. 